Do you feel a bit subdued today? Yeah? Because yeah? it's a bit, it's, it's kind of, that's the environment we're in at the moment. We're a bit subdued. Now, I'm not somebody that tends to be subdued. Um, I tend to be a little bit exuberant in life and enjoy life. And uh, I thought, well, what could I bring to bless us today? And I thought, oh, maybe some enthusiasm, maybe some joy, joy to the world. Because um, this is a, an amazing day. This is an amazing day. And this message that I, I've sort of put together captures something that I get really excited about. And that's when Jesus gets involved in our world, he just lights it up. It's a, it's a whole new world. Jesus changes everything. And we could come today and talk about the story of Jesus, and, and we will. But the thing, I guess, if you want to walk out of this place with something, I hope that you walk out of this place going, Jesus lights up our world. He absolutely lights up our world and transforms us. And by the end of it, I hope that you get to a place and you go, actually, he's invited me to join him and light up the world around me. I actually get to become someone who lights up the world through the power of Jesus. I've been, I'm fascinated by Christmas lights. I find, I, it's funny, I, it's like they've become the dominant feature now in, in our Christmas world. Uh, how many of you have gone out and looked at Christmas lights this year in some capacity? A few of you. How many of you haven't done it this year, but you normally do it? A few. Because it's interesting, this year I reckon it's even lot, the lights have been sort of a bit subdued. And so I jumped, and so instead of me trying to find them in the streets, I jumped on Google to find out, and this is what I Googled. I Googled, what are the most over-the-top lights in the world? And I, went, and I found a few, and this is the, the one. Let me turn this on. Check that one out. All right. Now, this was our house last year. No, just, no, no not true. <laughs> but check that out. This is, you know why it's called one of the most over-the-top things in the world? Because it's so, there are so many lights, it's pretty hard to actually know the theme, isn't it? It's all, it's just basically light. And that's kind of, I, I, I kind of like it, but um, obviously it's probably lacks taste, I think. Um, that's probably why I like it, because I don't have much taste. But Jesus came and actually blew away the world when he came as a baby. That, has that evoked any uh, fear in you at all? No one's scared? Well, the difference between the, the birth of Jesus, when light came, in, when Jesus came and the light came, the heavenly host came, the big thing that happened at Christmas over and over and over is heavenly host saying, don't be scared, don't be scared, don't be scared. Let me show you a few images of light in the birth of Jesus. Check this one out. The wise men went their way and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. See, straight away, light. There's a star. It's shining the way. Okay, it went ahead of them, stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house, saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So that's one image of light in, in the Christmas story. Here's another one. Check this one out. And this is the shepherds. Now there's, see, see the fear? It's there. The light, their world is about to be, they're actually in the dark 
and their wall gets lit up and says, and while they were there, the time came for a baby to be born. She gave birth, this is Mary, to her first child, a son. She wrapped him in snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That, that night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appears among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were, they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Yes, the the Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David. Now, they're the accounts that we know. There were four gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And I want to focus in on a different story. So these ones were filled with light. John wrote his gospel or his account of Jesus and it was a little different so the other ones were written quite early John's was one of the last books of the Bible that was written and it was written with a purpose to understand this this light in the sky these stars all this to understand a little little bit deeper and he said these words this is how he begins his gospel in the beginning the word which he says is Jesus already existed so he's saying he's not just a baby In the beginning, before all creation, Jesus existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him. Nothing was created except through him. Remember the Genesis story? Every aspect of creation was put together. And what what John's saying, it was put together by Jesus. Interesting, it goes on, the Word gave life to everything that was created. If you remember, in Genesis, it breathed life. But this is the one I wanted to pick out today. And his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. You may feel like we're in dark times. This Christmas, Jesus comes at his best for us. Goes on a few verses later, John says, The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. When we set up this scene, and um, it's because I'm new here, I'm understanding that all people had different nativity bits and they all had them. I didn't realise these were all at different houses. Some were downstairs, some were at other houses, and then it all came together. And what I didn't know is the nativity scene at Penrith Baptist Church had a camel. Very devout and worshipping camel, (laughs) as you can see. Um, What caught me about the camel was this. I thought... That's a weird thing to have in a... I get it, but it's sort of a weird thing because I thought maybe it was the donkey, but it's the camel. Anyway, that's okay. But I realised, I thought, I wonder what's going through the camel's mind at this stage, or the donkey, or all the other animals. They're seeing Jesus. See, the shepherds came, they're worshipping Jesus because he's lit up their world. The the wise men came because they're worshipping Jesus because he's lit up their world. These animals, right, if John's right... They know, these animals actually know that their creator, the one that gave them life, is in this manger. So there's a, I'm, I, I could be full random. God might be saying, Mark, you're just drawing a long bow here. They're not doing a lot of thinking. That could be the case. But here's the thing. Everything was created by him and for him through Jesus. John goes on and he says this. Jesus born, becomes light, hasn't said anything, just cried. But he's already lit up the world. He goes on, and then we read John records these words a little later. 
it says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have light that leads to life. You will have light that leads to life. Jesus started in this world and there was light all around. Angelic hosts, stars in the sky, bringing light and life. And then his whole journey was to actually light up people's world. For people to not have to walk in darkness anymore. I'm going to give you very quickly four, four darknesses that you might feel like you're walking in at the moment. And the first one's a really simple one, and it's a really obvious one, and you may know a lot about it. It's, it's actually no more walking in the darkness of sin. You see, it says, God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light, refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. Can I encourage you that one of the things that causes so much darkness in our world and so much danger to ourselves is when we hide stuff. When we don't, let, when we don't have exposure. You, you, you know, if a relationship is, is, is worked on, and whatever that relationship is, it could be a conflict at work, it could be a, a spouses, it could be kids and family, all that. When relationships are worked on and they get to a healthy place, what happens? Truth comes out. There's exposure. But it, it can be painful. But there's healing. You know, Jesus came to light up our world and to bring exposure. It says, it says, you know, people love the darkness more than the light for their actions were evil and all who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for their sins will be exposed. Jesus wants to come and wants to actually bring to the surface. It's like a wound. You might be cut and, and, and you quickly bandage it up without cleaning it. Jesus wants to come and bring light and warmth and exposure. It might be a little painful, but he wants to clean us. And he wants to, to, to actually bring no more darkness because of our sin. I'm not going to get into the depths of what it means to, to, to step out of our sin, but what I do want to share with you is a, this is a, a hymn. And I thought this is a great summary. It's called O Holy Night, and we're going to sing it at the end of the service, and it says this. I'll have a go at it. It says, Long lay the world in sin and error pining. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. So there's, there's longing in the world. Till he appeared, and the soul felt its worth. The soul felt its worth. The thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. If you want an image of it, it's dawn. It's dawn. That's what it is to surrender to your life to Jesus, to walk out of darkness. A new and glorious morn. You get to sing it a little bit later. And here's the thing, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. What I love about the stories in the Bible is the amount of times Jesus says, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive, invites us to do the same for others. See, once we give our lives to Jesus, his forgiveness is there for eternity. 
The darkness can never extinguish it. So there's no more darkness of sin. And that may, that, that, that's, that's filled, the carols are filled with that. But here's the one I just kind of feel like it's pretty relevant for us this year. There's no more darkness of despair. These things here, any, does anybody see these things and go, this is a fantastic. I see these things and go, oh, again? Again? And a little bit of despair comes in. A little bit of despair comes in. And those, some of you might go, Mark, you don't get it. These are really good for our protection and all the rest of it. And I'm sorry. Um, I struggle. I just go, I just don't want this anymore. There's a prophecy in Luke chapter 1 from Zechariah, and it says of this, because of God's tender mercy, and this is around the birth of Jesus, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us, to give light to those who sit in darkness, who sit in despair, and in the shadow of death, and to guide us to the path of peace. I don't know what this last 12 months has felt like for you, whether you've felt like you're groping around in the darkness, like you're stuck in the bush or you've lost something or you can't find something, but you're feeling filled with despair. If that's an emotion that you're having and you've had and you may be having right now, geez, the light comes to actually light up that darkness of despair. John chapter 8, verse 12 says these words, if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Life now and life forever. He wants to light up our world. We don't have to be groping around anymore trying to find our way. And, and uh, uh, you know, you, you think about what happens when the dawn comes and you can start to see and you can see the way forward. We don't have to grope around because the light has come. The light has come. And some of you already know what this is like and what this feels like. You, some of you have got a testimony to share, to say, you know, I was groping around. I was trying to find my way. I was lost. But he found me. He lit up my world. And it doesn't matter what this, this or anything else or what the world throws at me. No matter what the darkness that comes, I have the light and the darkness cannot extinguish it. And so I do not despair. I move from despair to faith. Some of us may be stuck in a, in a darkness of confusion. Third one. These are really simple words in the Bible. Psalm 119. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Just like it's been a bit of a despairing when we look backwards, when we look forwards... Does anybody have any idea what Christmas 2022 is going to be like? Anyone? Does anybody think we're going to be wearing these Christmas 2022? There's one hand. Did anybody in Christmas 2020 think we were going to be wearing them in Christmas? I didn't, we didn't even get to do Christmas 2020, did we? We had the lockdowns. I can't remember. All I know is that I don't think we thought we would be doing this in Christmas 2021. Will we be doing it in Christmas? I don't know. I don't know the way. I don't know the way. Does anybody know the way for this year to come? Does anybody know exactly how to go, where to go? Or does it feel a bit dark and confused? Well, Jesus says, 
I'm going to be a lamp to guide your feet. I'm going to be a light for your path. You don't have to walk in the darkness of confusion. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. I'll be there. I'll walk with you. You know, the, I don't know whether you realize the, the, one of the key words that Jesus actually said in those verses I read before is that those, I'm the light of the world. Those who follow me. This is all just about following the leader. How much easier when you're in darkness is it to grab hold of someone in front of you? You know, we could, we could do that right now, but we can't because of isolation and because it would be weird. But we could, we could actually grab hold of each other and we could be guided around the room by taking hold of each other. You know, the chains, what are the conga lines or whatever? We could do a conga. Jesus, Jesus says, hold on to me and I'll walk you through it. I'll walk, no matter what it is, no matter what comes, no matter what presses in, you don't have to be confused anymore. All right, you ready? The last one. The last one. That no more darkness of obscurity. I'm going to ask you to put your hand up if at any stage in your life you felt insignificant. The few of you going, boy, it's been pretty cool. <laughs> the rest of us, for those of you who've been pretty cool, you've never felt insignificant, you can chill out right now. Um, there's a, you know, you don't get much more of an insignificant scene than this one. Can you believe that 2,000 years after this happened, we've set this up? Can you believe people had these things in their garages? The Bible actually says that this was a really insignificant town and a really insignificant event. And this is how Jesus, the creator of everything, decided to come into the world. The birth of Christ started in obscurity. Okay, There was no spotlight. Do you want to give you the tip? This is what I love. This is why I love this. Jesus didn't come to be in the spotlight. He came to be the spotlight. He didn't come for his own fame and to be famous. He came actually to, to, to be the light, to light up our world. You know... The, the wise men, the shepherds on the hill, they were in obscurity. The wise men, were, they were out-of-town visitors, basically. Um, the stables, the, everything about this is insignificance and obscurity. Joseph, Mary, everything about this. And the Bible makes it really clear that Jesus came in humility, in a posture of humility, and he came to be the light, and he came to light up the world of those who've been in obscurity, those who feel insignificant. Do you know one of my favourite bits about this story? We're off. Where's the shepherds? Shepherds here. What I love about the shepherds is this. I'm sorry, shepherd. I'm sorry whose that was. <laughs> the shepherds, okay? The shepherd. Let's get the shepherd back up because he's, he's our profile at the moment. The shepherd... Look at that. The shepherds, right? Here's the thing about the shepherds. They, get, they are full of fear. The world, they're lit up by Jesus and the heavenly host. They go to worship Jesus and you know what happens? Then they are transformed and they become the light of the world. 
It says, and they were amazed. And they went around and they started sharing the story. And people were amazed. People were just transformed. Jesus, we read in Matthew 5 these words. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp, puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Some of you have come today and you go, I know and love Jesus. This is what I do. I come to Christmas and I celebrate Jesus because come let us adore him. That's what I do. But do you know, when Jesus lit up your world, he invited you to be light. He invited you to be to shine. So So some of you are going... Oh, I'm, I've got faith. I trust Jesus. This is going to be. I don't walk in the darkness of sin. I don't walk in the darkness of despair. I don't walk in the darkness of confusion. But let me share this with you. We also don't walk in the darkness of obscurity. We are invited to be a shepherd to light up the world around us. So, what does 2022 look like for some of us? It looks like we get to go and share Jesus with the world. Let me share. I'm going to share with you something that happened last this week, actually. I got these shirts made up, okay? And I've sort of been wearing them around. On the back it says, Jesus is amazing. So I'm in Ronnie's discounts. Because I'm in Ronnie's discounts because I'm trying to get lights for today, for us. So I've got, I've got some waterfall lights. Do you like the pretty waterfall lights? Found those. Um, bargain. Get them three or four days before Christmas, 70% off. That's cool. But I'm in Ronnie's. And I'm in Ronnie's discounts and I'm looking at them. What I really wanted to get was one of those um, fibre optic trees. They are like 600 bucks a pop. So we've got a normal tree with lights on it. <laughs> All right, which was borrowed from Clementine's Cafe. Anyway, but here's the thing. I'm wearing my shirt and I'm looking at these trees and I'm looking at these lights, trying to get a deal, trying to get a bargain. And this old guy comes up to me and he says to me, he says, mate, gutsy shirt <laughs> and then I realized what I was wearing and I said oh yeah no nah, he's amazing <laughs> he goes gutsy shirt wearing that around and then I thought I wonder what he's whether he's saying I don't know what he's thinking I don't know what he's saying and he says just keep it up we've got to get that message out there We've got to light up the world. We've got to shine, even if it's at Ronnie's discounts. <laughs> what does a gutsy shirt look like for you? Now, I'm very overt, and I love to be overt. I love to wear my colours, and I love, love Jesus so much. But what does it look like for us? What does it say? In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will what? Tell you how good you are? No. So that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. That's why we share Jesus with the world. So everyone will praise our amazing Saviour. That's, that's what this is all about. We get to light up the world. I can't believe, I can't believe that insignificant me right here, right now, gets to stand here and say, let me tell you about my saviour. I can't believe that each one of you right now
could just jump on your Facebook or your Instagram or your TikTok or whatever social platform or YouTube. I can't believe you could go home right now, stick a phone on and actually shout into that phone or speak into that phone and say, I love Jesus. Do you want to know him? And it can go all over the world. I can't believe that we have a chance to light up the world like we've never had before. This is incredible. I can't believe this message is live streaming, going out, and you, and you don't know where it goes. But I do know that if we share, if we, are, if we, don't, put the, if we don't get that light and put a, a, what does it say? Don't put a bucket or a, or a covering over it. Put it on a hill, stick it on a stand so it lights up the world. You guys know me, some of you are getting to know me, some of you don't know me quite well. Um, I always like to interact. How many of you, right here, right now, are sitting there going, I think I want to light up the world by sharing Jesus? We have this amazing opportunity. No more darkness of obscurity. Jesus wants to shine and light up the world, see the world saved from its sin. See people walking out of despair, walking out of confusion, walking out of sin that so easily entangles, accepting the forgiveness of God, and then going and sharing Jesus with the world. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness will never extinguish it. That's the promise. Back to what John 8 said, if you follow me, Jesus said, if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. That's why we celebrate Christmas. What it could look like for a starting point here, now, could be really simple. It could be really simple. Lord Jesus, I receive you. Forgive me for, for walking in despair, for, for trying to mark my own way instead of you lighting up my path. Forgive me for not following you. Forgive me for, not, forgive me for being entangled by my own desires. Forgive me for fear of exposing myself to you and allowing you to heal my sin. Forgive me for, for charting a way where, uh, where I am boss and you're not. Light up my world, Jesus. They're the sort of prayers that people pray to be born again, to start a new life, to have a fresh revelation. It's really simple. We go back to the, the words of our holy night, and I'm going to invite the band to come on up now. Come on up, guys. You can actually make this song your prayer. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. And then these next lines, fall on your knees and hear the angels' voices. And it goes on and it just becomes this, I adore you, Jesus. It's a matter of the heart and surrendering it to him and just saying, forgive me, accept me, I'll follow you. Light up my life, Lord Jesus. And for those of you who have done that, it's a matter of saying, all right, fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me be a light to the world that people might come to know you 
And may 2022 become an extraordinary space, not for ourselves, but for the whole world around us. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right.